0: What makes the first time different from other live-lit shows is the band.
1: Thank you, friend.
0: But the first time four isn't there just a segue between stories. They're playing music selected by the storytellers, a song directly related to their story. And with storytellers freely interpreting the themes, like first taste first move and first sign, the band's got to be able to play a wide variety of music.
2: I'm the triple starter, play the instigator. I'm the fear addicted, danger illustrated. I want her long blonde hair. I want her magic touch. Yeah, cause maybe then she'd want me just as much. I got a girl crush.
0: I could use a stiff one. Thank you. With a group of musicians like Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson, this range comes as no surprise. In various combinations, they've played with Mavis Staples, Robbie Foulkes, Nora O'Connor, and a slew of Chicago musicians. As the first time four, their challenge is to manage that range of music within the confines of a guitar, bass, drums, and keyboard quartet.
2: There are some things we just do straight up, but then other things somebody will come up with an idea and say hey, how about this feel for this song and, and then we'll uh, go with that and, and then it sort of reshapes the song for us anyway and, and for the audience, hopefully that a song that everybody knows, but try to present it in a, a new light but other songs um, you know, tend, we just tend to kind of Like, this has to be just done straight, you know? But there are limitations because there's only four of us, so we do what we can. When it was the first time, three, we did set out to say it's acoustic guitar, bass, and drums, and that's it. So we're going to rearrange whatever we have to or sort of reframe it to fit this grouping of instruments, yeah.
1: I'm just guessing if we got tasked with, like, a bebop song, we would have to maybe frame it down to the core. Well, I guess now that we have Scott, we can fucking do anything, so... Scott has Thanks, Scott has expanded our range quite
0: quite a bit. <laughs> but Liam Davis admits sometimes even having a keyboard isn't enough.
3: Uh, we utilized the kazoo
2: mm-hmm.
3: and the slide whistle <laughs> and you know little things like that to approximate um, stuff that we can't do. As
0: was the case with Fears, New York's all right if you like saxophones.
1: Yeah, we so we did the <laughs> sax bits <laughs> on Kazoo. Much to the reader's surprise and yeah. dismay. I
3: like saxophones! I hope that part of the deal for the audience is that they get to hear what we do, you know, with the certain songs, the ones that we don't play straight, faithful
0: covers on. But while the band may be able to figure out how they want to approach a song selected by a storyteller, they don't know how it's actually going to work out. And that's because the band's hearing the story for the first time along with the audience.
3: So it doesn't necessarily affect what we play, but it affects sort of how we play Yeah, right? right. once you get up there. You know, all of a sudden there's context and we're context blind before that. For me anyway, and I think for all of us, that's one of the more fun things about the gig is just that there's this kind of unknown factor and we just learn the songs. And so they're just kind of in a vacuum and then all of a sudden they're laden with all this extra meaning.
0: For Steve Frisbee, the peak example of how the band has no idea what the story will do to the song is the story told by writer Don
1: Hall. And it ended up being about a homeless guy responding to him actually pretending to be homeless as part of a theater project. And he was playing sax in the street, and the guy came down and thanked him for playing and offered him his government cheese. And the whole thing was just so heavy. And we got up there and we were like, oh my God, this is about to happen. And we just did this drone version of White Christmas all sung in unison and holy crap. That one sticks with me.
2: slide
1: Beautiful, happy accidents sometimes happen. There are happy accidents.
0: And there are dodged bullets. Alison Flowers is a journalist who focuses on social justice issues. And she told the story of her first lie set against her very conservative religious upbringing. The song was Seven Awful Things by Christian songwriter Judy Rogers.
2: Yeah, and that was another one. We had no idea. You know, you hear the song and you think, oh, is this going to be some sort of creepy religious
1: cult zealot s- story? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you
2: don't just don't know. Uh, so it's always fun to see them come together like that.
1: We did it relatively straight, right? And Liam was like, just delivered it. But because her story had the, like, she, she had the recognition of what her, upbringing looked like maybe to other people and she certainly understood what this song looked like to other people then we got to just do it and there was sort of a sense of relief that we get to do this and we're all going to share that this we is were really relieved by the detachment <laughs> right. we were so
3: relieved for the detachment because uh, yeah i think we weren't sure i was like god if this is straight you know yeah i'm just up here a puppet for this person and right. i you know it's just part of the gig but thank god
2: there are six seven, that the Lord hates things he cannot stand, proud-looking eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that thinks of wicked
3: things to do, and feet that run to evil to
2: anyone who loves to lie about. And the one who causes trouble with his brothers.
3: The audience is with it. Right. So there's no, uh, yeah, that one, that one landed right.
0: One thing that always lands right is when the first time four does rap or hip hop.
2: Because Gerald kicks ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because of what we discussed earlier is that juxtaposition of a folk rock ensemble doing this you know, this stuff, and it works. I don't know. It's, it's unexpected, it, I think, uh, right. you know, the, right. it's unexpected for
3: a bunch of white middle-aged dudes to be on stage delivering hip-hop in, with, this, <laughs> with this instrumentation. And so I think that's part of it. It's just that there's a surprise, like, oh, good for those guys, you right. know, that kind of thing. <laughs> yes. But, uh, good for But that's in, you know, that's in addition to what Gerald was saying. And, you know, also, he has great
2: flow. Here I go, here I go, here I go again. Girls, what's my weakness? Okay then, chillin', chillin', minding my business. Yo, salt, I looked around and I couldn't believe this. I swear, I stared. My niece, my witness. The brother had it going on with something kind of uh, wicked, wicked. I had to kick it. I'm not shy, so I asked for the digits. A hold no, that don't make me see what I want. Slip, slide to it swiftly. Felt it in my hip, so I dip back to my bag of trips. Then I flip for a tip, make me want to do tricks for him. Lick him like a lollipop, should be licked. I came to my senses and I chilled for a bit. Don't know how you do the voodoo that you do so well. It's a spell, hell, makes me want to shoot, shoot, shoot. I get excited I, when there's a hip-hop tune on there on the docket. It just changes the whole night, it's great. I think the more variety we can have in any given night, just the better the night goes off. It can kind of tickle everybody's fancy, you know? And I think you can probably see how hip-hop we are by me saying it tickles their fancy. (laughs) Uh, It's a shame about that D'Angelo tour. (laughs) So
0: close.
1: So close.
0: (laughs) Okay, so maybe they won't be backing up D'Angelo on tour but you can hear Steve Frisbee, Liam Davis, Gerald Dowd, and Scott Stevenson as the first time four at Chirp's quarterly storytelling show, The First Time. This has been a Chirp Radio podcast. To hear more stories and interviews, check out our website, chirpradio.org podcasts. Chirp Radio. Hear what's next. Well, let me bring you back to the subject.